What is good is it is an off-season edition of Dub Nation, the official show of the Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. I am Jerem Jordan alongside Banksy, who, who can appreciate what the Utah Warriors social media homies are putting out recently. It is fantastic. Look at this elite level <laughs> banter. You've got to love it. If you don't, get the heck on out of here. <laughs> yeah, referring to the day that, uh, you know, USC and UCLA go to the Pac-12, Kevin Durant jumps in. Hey, Warriors are in the mix for a Kevin Durant deal, apparently. He'd probably be, let's see, would he be a lock? Does he even have to be lifted up in lineups? The dude's like seven feet tall. Uh, he would definitely be a lock, and uh, he would get folded in half in like the first 15 minutes and get carried off with a serious <laughs> case of turf toe, never to return. NBA players uh, are the softest athletes on the face of God's green earth. Well, I wish you came in fired up and with an opinion. We are live on Utah Warriors Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube Me? account. Subscribe to the podcast version on Apple Podcasts. That way you can speed up Banksy's takes at 2x if you want. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud as well. If you have a question or comment, send those in. We'll get those in. If you send them, let's go. Let's send it. Here's what's on the rundown. Paula CK, Paul Mullen, and now Angus McClellan with the Eagles. We've got some news there with Paul LaCK and Angus that we will talk about. Fan-voted awards. What did you guys vote for? We have the results. The Collegiate Rugby Shield was Saturday. That was a college all-star game that we broadcast on FS1. That was a ton of fun. We're going to talk to one of the stars of the game, Nate Curtis. He's a Chippewa from Central Michigan trying to get drafted in the MLR. We will chat with him. He scored the final try of the game. Plus, we've got the MLR draft order. I don't even think this is public, but we've got it. We'll tell you which picks the Warriors have and the results of the, I believe it's the first ever, Utah Warriors Academy game. There's a North and a South, and they played a game. Uh, and we're going to uh, bring you the recap of that coming up. But first, let's start out with the homies, with the USA Eagles. They played the French Barbarians last Friday with a nice 26-21 win. Paul Mullen started a tight head prop. Paul Lasique came off the bench. Uh, former Warrior Michael Baska in Eagles camp, not part of the 23. But that was a really nice result there. I think it was a fantastic result and uh, a really good warm-up as they get ready for World Cup qualifying against Chile this week. So it was really good for the boys to get out as a squad and not just stretch their legs and work on what they've been uh, trying to put together with the X's and O's, but to really just get a good hit out as a squad and get a win has got to be a big morale boost. And I know they've traveled, they're in Chile now, uh, acclimating and getting ready for this big match that may be one of the biggest in USA rugby history if they, uh, if they miss yeah. qualification for the World Cup here. Let's don't pull a Canada. Come on. Uh, qualify for the World Cup. <laughs> Let's tell you what has to happen. So they're in Santiago, as you mentioned. Apparently, Banksy went on his mission to Chile. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm very cultured have- and international, okay? Chile. <laughs> Francais. Alema- uh, Deutschland. Yeah, we're going to say I'm all native. Um, okay. So they, they play uh, Chile in two games. Saturday in Santiago. And then coming back home to Glendale, Colorado. Get your tickets and go to that game. Almost sold out, by the way, which is great. They're going to take an aggregate score of those two games. So hopefully the USA opens up a can, uh, you know, in the first round and cruises in the the second round of this. But they've got to beat Chile to qualify for the World Cup. Let's go. So that's really important. So the the and and obviously you got to make the World Cup. Come on, and and that's going to be feisty. It's really going to be feisty. So let's go. USA had a chance to qualify a little earlier against uh, Uruguay. Uruguay did not. Now they got a chance there. So the the bad news from the French Barbarian games is uh, game is Paul Asiga broke his hand, so he's not available for the Eagles. But the good news is uh, Angus McClellan got the call up. He's he's been an Eagle. 
it's been a minute. One of the best tight head props in the in the league is now on the USA team. And how about that? Two deep USA Eagles from the Utah Warriors. I mean, it's fantastic. You talk about, you know, the former Eagles that are in camp as well. And it's a great call up for Gus. You know, talk about a guy that's earned it. The most consistent tight head prop probably in MLR. The first player in Major League Rugby to hit 50 caps with his team and might end up being the first to hit 100 the way he keeps going. Like the man shows no signs of slowing down. It's a one-two punch that uh, he and Paul will both be very comfortable with. You're talking about a pair of guys that are used to going 40 and 40 and being fresh for every half. You could start either one of them and you're not going to get any let up in quality or uh, any of the deliverables that you want to see from that tight head side from both of these guys. No one's as deep at that position, which is equivalent to the left tackle in football in rugby uh, as anybody in MLR, which is awesome to have two international guys that deep. Paul Mullins also got a tremendous personality as evidenced by this video from NASA at Mission Control in Houston last week where they played the French Barbarians. He's talking to the astronauts on a phone, and here's what he asked them. Yeah, and uh, can you tell me what's the weather looking like tomorrow in Texas? <laughs> um, I can't, but I, I think that it's, it's looking like a win. How about that? That's what I saw in the forecast. Thanks, Why There's a lot of big smiles down here, and you got about uh, 20 seconds to uh, 11 minute or 12 minute LS. I don't know what LS is, but uh, <laughs> that was loss, great. That would be loss of service before they get out of satellite range and have to reconnect. They're talking to former uh, – I, I used to live on the 13. Space Coast, baby. I lived right there by Port Canaveral. I watch rocket launches <laughs> and space shuttles. It's part of who I am. I absolutely love it. LS um, to me is long snapper. But, yeah. <laughs> and they're actually That's talking to a uh, former U.S. Eagle on the woman's side, and I forget her name, but she's actually up there on the International Space Station right now. So. Wow. They watch the MLR rugby finals from up in the space station. They talk to Team USA. Rugby is literally intergalactic now, baby. And uh, Paul Mullen's getting a big piece of it with, you know, hard-hitting questions. Cue the Beastie Boys. I love Paul's <laughs> kind of unassuming look around like, yeah, I said something funny, right? Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, that, was, that was great. And uh, USA Rugby put that out in a little, little interaction. And she was right. She called the win. A little bit prophetic. You absolutely yes. love to see it, and uh, the banter was fantastic. And I think it's really been good energy for these guys all around. Look, we've had a lot of rugby around the state of Utah and a lot more in our future. If you're ready for the 2023 season of these Utah Warriors, get yeah. your season tickets now. Book it, 801-477-7652. Join the four stripes in the red and black with the best home field advantage, and that's a fact, Jack, in all of Major League Rugby. Call now, 801-477-7652, and get your 2023 season tickets now. Look at that man, Cliven Lopser. We've got some news uh, about Cliven with Namibia coming up. They played today. Huge match. Did they win? We'll tell you coming up. Okay, fan-voted awards. You voted, and they tallied the voting, unlike Florida in 2000. Uh, the player <laughs> of the year. Let's run through these. Joe Mano, player of the year. Well deserved. I, I think I think everybody kind of was consensus on this, right? Like Joe Mono coming back and being as effective as he was. He was the best player the Warriors had. Absolutely. And a try scoring machine, uh, one of the top scorers in the league. And remember, he didn't play for the first half of the season. So put all of Major League Rugby on notice. Joe Mono is back and he is healthy. Defensive player of the year, Thomas Tuaval. Thomas Tuaval was tremendous. I thought Lance Williams 
might win this as well. Those two were competing and were tremendous this year defensively. Lance made a lot of tackles and so did Bailey Wilson. But, I mean, you want to talk about yeah. a guy that was the spark when the Warriors needed it, that was that rock on the interior of that defense. It was always Tommy's to win. He's such a stout player, loves the contact, runs the ball straight, and you absolutely love to see uh, Tommy recognized for the effort he put in this this year. Just doing everything he could to get minutes and excelling every time he stepped foot on the pitch. Rookie of the year, Tomasi Tonga. He and Connor Burns kind of going for this one. Yeah, Connor Burns was really great. I thought Emerson Pryor could have been in there maybe a little mm. bit, uh, you know. But Tomasi scoring on his debut with the home crowd. He played a ton of minutes uh, and really excited for the high ceiling this guy has with the performance and the physical attributes and uh, all of the different layers that he can add to his game with the players around him to teach him and help him continue to grow. Excited for Tomasi Tonga. Speaking of Tomasi Tonga, try of the year was voted uh, his first career try against Austin. Well, that was a bit of a surprise to me. I, th- I thought there were some other ones perhaps deserving, but the fans voted Tomasi Tonga's first try against Austin is the try of the year. This is the only award I really didn't agree with because it was a good try. <laughs> it was a great emotional try, but I thought Lance Williams' try from the mall where they mauled the ball, you know, yes. 28, 29 meters out, you know, and you've got Gus McClellan and Paul Mullins literally just dragging Lance by his knees for like seven of those 22 meters to regain his composure, to keep everything intact. There were so many things that had to go right that uh, the casual fan will never notice that I really think that uh, that, that deserved it, but... You know, the fans voted, and full credit to Mossy. He earned it. Game of the year, the home win against Austin. Oh, I, I agree. I think that one was special. The The ATL win was amazing. The a, uh, LA win was amazing. I think I agree with this one. 69 points against Dallas is hard to take away. You know, that was a really big flash for how fantastic this team could be. But that win against Austin really set the stage for what this team is at the end of 2022 and going into 2023. It re-energized this locker room. It fired up the fan base. All of Dub Nation got behind these boys, and it was exciting to see. I mean, was it the most spectacular win? Maybe. Was it the most emotionally relevant and crucial win for the club this year? Definitely. And the uh, Cottonwood Canyon-inspired jerseys. Don't forget about that. Got to love Um, it. I, I almost said uh, cotton candy. I think I'm hungry. I haven't eaten. <laughs> um, community man of the year, Lance Williams. Super deserving. This guy's awesome. Could have gone a couple of different ways as well. I mean, Paul Mullins was everywhere, but Lance is at all of the academy and junior warriors practices. He does so much in the community to give back. He really, uh, really takes it personally to make sure that every fan that wants to have an interaction has that moment and makes himself available to all of Dub Nation. He's a special person as well as a special player. And last but not least, moment of the year, Joe Mano scoring seven tries in the seven games he played in. If he had played 16, he would have scored 16. I mean, at the rate he was going, the sky was the limit, right? I mean, everybody should take notice of his form and realize that now he's got an offseason to get healthier and stronger as we look forward to 2023. Let's go, Joey Mono. I see you. All right, let's talk about what happened Saturday. Uh, the Collegiate Rugby Shield. This was a a college all-star game. 50 of the top players in the country came on their own dime to Harriman for most of the week to train with uh, Tui Osborne. 
and uh, Ray Barkwell and uh, Canadian captain, former guy, Tui Osborne is a tremendous coach, St. Bonaventure, national champion. And they came together and learned systems and, uh, you know, some of the basics together and, and guys from all over the country, all divisions, uh, some of the play in the fall, some of the play in the afternoon or, or excuse me, in the spring. And then they, they played a game and it was awesome. Uh, 36-17 peaks won over Canyons. There's probably no real context for this if you didn't watch the game. But, um, but, but there were a few tries that were just really, really good, especially in the first half. Sebastiano Villani from St. Bonaventure, a little kick and chase to Matias Katamuti in the seventh minute was awesome. It, 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 was, it was amazing. Actually, first off, let's, let's start with this. This is, this is one of the best kicks I've ever seen, and it's Chandler Owens from Kansas. And this, I said it was like 85 meters at the time. It might have been 95. Like that was an incredible kick that kind of made the rounds on Twitter. People were talking about this kick. I know the rugby network also shared it out. You know, there's no such thing as a perfect kick, but <laughs> when you get that kind of, you know, uh 50, 22 that covers that much space, it had a little help from the wind and the altitude, but unbelievable Crazy. placement, the weight, the carry, all of it was just absolutely sublime. And it was a great moment that really set the stage for the rest of what was a great rugby match. Uh, Charles uh, Roten weighing in from Pitt Community uh, College, who played in the game. He says, yes, sir, Wayne. Uh, what's up, Charles? Good to see Atta you. Boy. In the game. It was great. Okay, so I mentioned Volani's kick. Uh, great kick and chase. Matias Katamuchi downed it in the seventh minute. That was one of the highlights. Okay, and then this, this to me, though, was the play of the game. Devin Rivett, who used to wrestle at Campbell College, transferred to Arizona State to play rugby. Watch this. He's a winger. He just takes the ball from Enrique Carmona and says, give me that, and then he goes the distance. It was an electric play. He really just squared up, looked for his moment to strip, and then had all kinds of pace to finish this. Like, took a whole lot off at the end there. I felt like he had maybe a fifth and sixth gear to finish it. He just casually walked it off like, eh, no big deal. 80 meters on the trot with the strip and score. That's what I do. Chandler's like, well, I kicked it further than that. So... <laughs> I think Devin's got a massive future in rugby, at least in sevens, if not 15s. Like that, that kid is lightning fast and he, the wrestling background, he can tackle, dude. He's not like, there are some wingers that are just fast and cannot really tackle, right? He can tackle. Well, you look at the, the, the development of somebody like Carlin Isles through the sevens program who always had speed, right? He came through yep. as a sprinter, but it took him several years to really figure out how to be physical and how to create that space with his feet. And eventually he became obviously an exceptional player. You look at somebody like Devin Rivett who has the physicality already built in with his wrestling experience. Wrestlers make fantastic uh, rugby players and they're just incredible athletes in their own right. So to be able to take all of the physical leverage and skill and intuition that he already has. And then you add to that, that burst of speed, he really could be something dangerous uh, in a sevens or 15s uniform. Yeah. I'm excited to watch his future. And then uh, Sione Mahe now had a tremendous try down the touchline uh, near the end of the first half for Canyons. This was a highlight for uh, the boys in orange. It was a great solo effort, the quick step into the gap, and then the turn of pace to find it all the way down in the corner. That was just a finisher's try all the way. You know, the, the quick little skip, we see that so much from Mikey Teo, and you see how much it can create space using your feet. And, and making that a weapon for you. And he had that little skip. Maybe he learned it from his uncle, Reno Mahe, uh, who, of course, has spent time uh, in, a, in a stadium you're very familiar with, Jerem Jordan, and, go, uh, and the NFL. Let's go, Cooks. 
even though we we're going to get it only took us what how far are we into the 17 minutes for you to get a BYU hey, shout out the it was 14 that's got to be some kind of record <laughs> but that's Gee. just a finisher's try from the 15 yep. spot it was great for the kid to to get that showcase how about how about him sticking it out dotting it down and then curling it back in that, that like the paw there I, we don't like measure hand size in rugby um but in football they do and it's like can you grip the ball and are you ever going to knock it on in the tri-zone? It's like, no, he's not. He's holding it like a bagel on his way to the office, man. That ball's nothing Straight, in his hands. Put crepe cheese on Just, that thing, down and down. Keep going. So those are some of the highlights. There were a ton. You can go back to the Rugby Network and watch that on demand if you want. It was really cool to have that on FS1 as well, Banksy, which is some great exposure on 4th of July weekend. It was, it was a cool broadcast. You did a tremendous job on the field. Guys are coming off breathless. Yeah, it was good to get that try. It was a it was a really fun experience. The only thing that wasn't fun was the heat on the field for you guys. It was like oh. 10, like cooking. I think it was about 115 degrees on the field at halftime. It was about as hot as I've ever been, man. Woo. I mean, it was I mean, it was hotter than a fried egg in a frying pan sitting on the surface of the sun with Satan's hot dragon breath breathing devilish flames straight into it, man. I That's mean, pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are hot. You are hot, dude. So there you go. Okay, let's bring in one of the uh, one of the stars of the game from Central Michigan. He's a Chippewa. He's a tremendous player. They call him Birdie. He was in the game. He scored the final try of the game. His name is Nate Curtis, who is now on Dub Nation after the Collegiate Rugby Shield last week. Nate joining us from California training this summer. Nate, great to have you on the show, man. Thanks for uh, joining the program here. Hey, guys. Uh, nice to see you again. Uh, yeah, just thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, way to, way to rep the squad, man. You got to represent the Shield and Central Michigan. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Let's go. Okay, so uh, what was the week, week like, and what did you expect it to be, and how did those uh, match or not? Um, I just had an open mind coming in and um, just hearing that we got to learn from Coach Osborne, Coach um, Barquill, and um, just the other guys that were there, Coach Ashley that was there. Everyone else that was helping out, um, I was just ecstatic about that, just to learn from these guys, um, hear about some of their experiences, and um, also just getting the chance to train with guys from all over the country, guys from D1 schools all the way down to a couple of D3 players that were there, I'm pretty sure. Um, so the, the diversity of the group definitely interested me while I was sitting right in the middle, coming from a D2 school. So... Um, that got me excited because I wanted to see um, just how we all mesh together. And honestly, I don't think we could have meshed any better on Team Peaks, that is. And um, just my expectation was just great. And um, just I was just excited to get out there and have a good time playing this great game. And um, being in Utah is always a great time. And, yeah, the weather was great. And, uh, yeah, just – Overall, great experience. Well, look, you had a lot of great minutes in that match. I got to talk to you a couple of different times during the broadcast, so that was a ton of fun. What do you think an event like this can do as part of the inaugural class now of the Collegiate Rugby Shield? Going forward for a lot of guys that are looking to get attention in Major League Rugby, what does it mean to you to have an event like this to come and showcase your talent? Um, yeah, great question. I think that something like this was something that rugby was missing out on, and just having a chance to get out there, not doing the typical combine thing where only a couple of players are getting looked at, truly looked at, 
and um, just letting us play and letting us get coached up. And um, we did do some combine and some tests and stuff, which is great. But um, just the whole playing aspect and the team aspect of it all, I think really can showcase us. And um, Nick's, Nick Collins um, and Brandon Sparks just throwing this thing out and getting it put together. Just I can't believe how well it turned out and just a great experience for everyone that was involved. No one's had any bad things or any bad thoughts about it. And, um, yeah, everyone was just so happy to be out there, including myself. It was a great time. We're talking to Nate Curtis on Dub Nation from Central Michigan who participated in the inaugural Collegiate Rugby Shield. Let's talk about Brandon Sparks because he helped start Legacy Rugby in Michigan, which you're a part of. Josh Kipp from Michigan State was a part of. Um, what's, what was it like to maybe reconnect with uh, Brandon in that way? A couple of just three Michigan dudes in Utah. Yeah, um, that was great. And um, when I found out it was in Utah again, I was really excited. Um Josh was really excited, and um, a bunch of the other legacy guys um, were really excited for us to get back out there. Um, the new coaching staff, um, Michael Cool and John Schaefer, they are they were pumped that it was in Utah too for all of us to reconnect. And um, I was wearing my legacy bag all week, and everyone's asking me about it. Brandon, um, I think Brandon saw me wearing it too, so I was just it was just great to. Be in a different environment, I guess you could say, with some of the legacy guys again. And, yeah, it was just be, great. Be honest, Nate. It felt good to look across the other bench and see Sparksy over there and just kind of give him the old, gotcha, buddy, on that one, didn't <laughs> <I>? <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, it was good. Um, it was just a great time. I, we got to catch up after the game for a little bit, so I was thankful for that. And, yeah, we're just really excited where Legacy is going and um, where it's getting some of our players there and um, just getting this exposure that some of us are missing out on and now we're getting. So. so who are some of the other players that impressed you? Obviously, with the Peaks team clicking the way it did, you guys always looked like you had better shape and chemistry. Um, even though the athletes, I felt like, were split pretty, split pretty evenly, who impressed you the most through the, the week that you guys were together and then the game? Um, oh, that's a great question. Um, I was impressed with everyone just to put that out there first. Um, okay. That's the political answer. Now, I mean, who'd you have the most, <laughs> who'd you connect with? Who'd you have the most fun with? Who really just impressed you? I mean, you could, it's a chance to be honest. Um, I mean the whole back line, um, we all Enrique, Enrique was the only guy I knew going into the event on my team. And by the end of the week, by the end of the second practice, it felt like I knew all the backs, like, for my whole life. And um, just getting to know all of them, uh, Connor, Matias, Lucas, Sebastian, um, Ty, Taysom, um, Hunter Simmons, and Clem, um, just – meshing with those guys, talking rugby. I mean, we're all there for rugby, but just hearing everyone's input all from different places, coaches, all that stuff coming together. Um, I was really impressed with the backs just as much as the forwards. Um, the big boys got it done up front for us so we could have some fun in the back line. And um, 
even the guys that didn't get to play in the game, I mean, they still impacted our team. And we were very thankful to have them on our sideline still. Um, they helped out during the game, running waters and just being our hype man because they couldn't be in the game, but they were still there for us. And they just met us that week and they felt they, everyone felt like a brother to me. And <clears throat> even some of the guys on the other team, like I know they got my back and I have theirs for sure. Uh, the two guys that couldn't play Carter Smith and uh, Taysen Hammer, Taysen Hammer, one of my boy, you guys. Uh, yeah, they were super involved. And uh, Charles Roten's weighing in on Facebook. He's he's actually watching this. He says, uh, Nate Curtis is him. Roll Peaks. Uh, he, yeah, he, he was good in the game as well. Michael Poole uh, waiting Charles in. Well, yeah. Proud of you, Nate. So, yeah, people are people are proud of you, man. Let's talk about your uh, your try at the very end of the game in the 80th minute. Just to, just to slam the door, just nail in the coffin, right? Um, 80th minute. What do you remember from it? And uh, how did it happen? Yeah, so um, Coach Ashley quite literally gave us two plays all week, and she said, get really good at these two plays, guys. And that's pretty much what we did. And um, Lucas and I and Charles, Charles was playing center with us too, um, but we were all just switching uh, positions where to go. One guy hit the crash line, other guy hit the loop out the back. And I was – looping out the back on that play actually and Lucas hit that crash line broke through the line and anyone could have scored that try but Lucas saw me gave me a little pop and um, just got to punch one in but that only came from just how hard everyone was running we brought it to their back line all game Matias passing the ball on lines all game um, just feeding us just letting us have fun out there and his kicking was also unreal. <laughs> that was that was something else. And um, just playing with guys that allow yourself to just worry on thing on your own thing and your own task um, only makes you better. And truthfully, I felt like every guy on our team and on the other team when we were practicing against them, um, I felt like I significantly improved as a player in person from this week. Just playing with guys from all different experiences and backgrounds so just yeah that's what I saw but it was anyone could have walked anyone and their grandma could have walked that try in but it I was pretty thankful as myself so well look well deserved and well earned for you and all the guys that were able to be out for the inaugural college rugby shield brother it was a fantastic game it was so much fun to watch from the sideline and to be involved a little bit in the ways that I was and uh, I can't wait to do it again next year and hopefully follow you in your career brother all the best man thank you so much yeah, I can't wait to see the next classes of um, CRS players. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that this um, event is going to stick, and Nick's going to be a Nick Collins is going to be a big part in that. Um, Shouts out to me, Nicky. That boy put in a lot yeah, of work to make yeah, that happen with all did. those he athletes. Was, he was first one up, first one at the hotel, making sure we were all good, and he was one of the last guys to leave the conference room at night. So. Thank you to Nick again, and I'm just really excited to see more of my friends, more of these guys that I played with brothers play in this game one day, and just seeing these next games go on in the future and giving some guys from smaller schools or other clubs um, the chance to really just show what they got, and that was the whole vision of this whole thing, and it truthfully came to light, so I'm just 
super thankful for this and excited to see how it turns out in the next couple of years. Are you applying for the draft or do you have another year or two at Central Michigan? Yep, I'm uh, ready to roll for the draft. I am finishing awesome. up my last um, capstone class this summer, um, too, going into the fall or spring. So um, I'm ready to roll for the draft and just really excited for uh, August 18th. Okay, very nice. We look forward to uh, hopefully hearing your name on August 18th. Nate, we appreciate the time, man. Best of luck. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. You got it. Nate Curtis from Central Michigan joining the program. It was fun to meet these guys, too, because they come from all over the place. Like we talked to Nate, Central Michigan, Legacy Rugby, Brandon Sparks Connection, the general manager of the Utah Warriors. And to see the connections that even guys in Michigan have in Utah with this, uh, which is awesome. So awesome stories. Good to meet these guys. There are several Argentines uh, in the game who were tremendous. They were some of the best players in the game. Guys from all over the country. This was great. I'm, I'm looking forward to this next year already. It was so much fun, and there's so many other players I wish we could have given more screen time to. There's so many great characters. And not, it's not just about the connections to rugby in Utah as well. With the rugby community the way it is and the game and the culture of our sport, it's really about bringing these guys together to give them their own connections because now they automatically have this great support network of players, coaches, and mentors who they can go to to help them through situations, to ask questions, to pick their brains. Guys like Coach Barkwell who have been there at the club, professional, and international level for years that they've just swapped numbers, and that can be a resource for them. Coaches like, you know, Ashley Burge, who played sevens internationally and 15s internationally for the USA, and her wealth of experience, and now as she kicks off her career. And all these players now are interconnected in our community, and it's such a fantastic thing that we have that I think is really unique to our sport is like Nate said, it really is a brother and sisterhood, and we are all connected by being rugby players first and the respect that goes along with that. That's a great point. You show up and you're, uh, you know, Dominic Chasey from Westchester U. Suddenly you're meeting Canadian Captain Ray Barkwell. You're meeting USA 7s and 15s Eagle Ashley Burge. You're hanging with uh, general managers from around the league and head coaches and All-American. Like, you were an All-American yourself, but now you're meeting all these guys, and that's, that's the case for everybody. Two other thoughts. One, it was fun to see a couple of Utahns come home, by the way. Not guys I'm, – I'm talking about the BYU and Utah guys, sure. It was great to see those guys specifically and Aiden Sully and uh, Brad Jackson and Taysen Hammer and Connor Olvera. Four dudes from Utah and BYU respectively. But there were guys like Connor Grandy from Saratoga Springs who plays at Central Washington. He was back home. Ty Coway from Orem, uh, who's at Kutztown, won a national championship there. Uh, and then uh, there was Ty Carlson from West Valley who plays at Life. It was cool to have the Utahns in this game. So essentially you have seven of the 50 that have some connection to Beehive State in a national game. And you it know, shows we, what Utah means to rugby. And that's what we talk about when we say we want to be the epicenter of all things rugby in America. All roads really do lead through this town. It's not just where the Intercontinental Railroad connected. All the rugby roads lead here as well. You know? There's there's so many different layers to it, and it really is a special culture and community that we have in rugby, and specifically here in Utah. So I hope we can continue to build on it, continue to expand that, and really make this a very special place. And part of that, and i got to give a shout-out to uh, our producer, Billy, 
Uh, he just reminded me the touch tournament for the Utah Warriors. If you want to get into the game and play touch rugby, this is the last week to sign up and get your squads in or get mm. in on a team. Go to uh, touch.warriorsrugby.com if you want to get the link for that and sign up for the touch oh, rugby graphic. tournament. Okay? Nice. Look at that. Right on cue. Way to pull it out of thin air, Mason. That's why we love you and you get paid the big bucks, buddy. Okay? Summer co-ed touch rugby. July 13th is when it kicks off. Go to touch.warriorsrugby.com. We love you, Billy. We're a week out. We're a week out. Let's go. Sign up. Let's go. Okay. So, like I mentioned, as a part of the lead-up to the draft for a lot of those MLR hopefuls, we got the draft order. I don't know that anyone else has this information um, or that it's been put out. So, here we go. In the first round, here are the Utah Warriors picks. First round, fourth and 11th. The 11th came from the Free Jacks. No picks in the second round. And then two in the second, the second from the Arrows. The fourth pick and the 11th pick are nice. I think you can add two real nice players. And then even in the third round, uh, Utah last year with its three picks, all three played. Two of the three played significantly, even starting. So uh, the draft is a big deal for the for the Utah Warriors. They use the draft to find players that play. And the ability to develop those players because of how deep we are in the organization with skill, talent, and men who are ready to give back to the game. You know, when you look at guys like Elijah Hayes, guys like Tomasi Tonga, who have come up through the pathway program or the college draft, they've all been able to get into this system, find great friendships and mentors, and take their game to another level, whether it's physically or mentally. And the Utah Warriors do as good a job as any. There's some pretty big holes to fill in this roster and some pretty big needs. So to have a fourth and 11th pick, I'd love to see them take, you know, a big second rower that could make an impact uh, right away or a big back row player, a dynamic number eight, you know, possibly that, that could make an impact early. But then some of these other picks, you know, when you look at the 30th and 31st pick, Rugby players straight out of college aren't the best rugby players. It's not like in college football where these guys come out of, um, you know, the NCAA teams and go into the NFL and immediately make a difference. And they're the biggest and best athletes. Rugby players don't develop into the best rugby players because of the mental challenges of our game and the subtleties until they're in their, you know, late 20s probably is really when rugby players peak and become their best. You're talking about guys now that are just 21, 22, 23, some of them that if they can take a couple of years to develop, get a lot of rugby through the pathway program and the select sides under their belts, these are guys that can be elite players in Major League Rugby given the proper time and coaching. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. August 18th is when the Major League Rugby draft is, and uh, we will be clued in and get you ready for that. We'll talk to Brandon Sparks, general manager, what are the needs. Also, we have postseason signings and schedule releases and jerseys. That's all coming up in the next five months as we get ready for preseason for Major League Rugby next season. Okay, final couple of notes here on the show. There was an academy game. There's uh, a U18, essentially a high school North squad. Derek Smith, Ashley Birch run that. Derek Smith, old roommate. Feels like everybody is an old roommate of mine from BYU. Everybody's now. connected to Jerem Jordan, man. We had like 10 dudes in a house. So <laughs> the population, you know, it's just, it's just normal. Okay, but in the South, like St. George area, there's a – U18 team as well. So they played a game and the North won 29-20. We were out. This was after the Collegiate Rugby Shield. This was super cool to see that the Warriors, and look at these these kids get to wear the Warriors jersey. You know what I mean? This is a cool experience. Great game. Well-played game. And the North comes out on top. But a great experience for all these kids. It was so cool. I watched the entire first half of that game before I had to leave for other commitments. But seeing these guys out on the big stage, being able to play in their own kit in front of their families for their friends and play 
for that Warriors badge. It just it's a testament to the commitment that this Utah Warriors team has to developing the next generation of rugby talent. You know, some of these kids, if they have a nice long career, they can take care of themselves physically and they're blessed with a certain measure of talent will be kids. We could be watching in the world cup as it comes to America here in the next dozen years. So that's how important it is to develop these kids. Now that are 15, 16 and 17, because these are the guys that are going to be 28, 29, 30, as the World Cup comes here to our American shores. And that's going to be an incredible event for rugby and for every single athlete, player, and family member that's ever picked up, touched, or watched a game. Absolutely. So congratulations to everybody involved with that Academy game and uh, great, great coaches and players. And uh, the pathway is happening. Uh, you can be a high school kid. You can be a kid, go to Junior Warriors, and then you play in the touch rugby and whatever. You get to the Academy, you get to – Connor Grandy, by the way, uh, part of the pathway for the Utah Warriors. If, if he gets to the MLR, he's a Warriors guy. So, um, you know, a local kid, which is exciting. Another Tomasi Tonga, perhaps, in the future. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Absolutely love to see it. And one other thing we love to see is you sporting the four stripes in the red and black. If you want to get your Warriors gear, all the 2020 gear is still available now. Go to shop.warriorsrugby.com. That includes the Cottonwood Canyons jerseys. That includes some of the special Thunderbirds kit that was out this year. If you want to get all of it, get it now before it sells out. Shop.warriorsrugby.com, y'all. Okay, on Instagram, we had a really cool post by Connor Burns who talked about his mom being cancer-free. Congratulations to, to mom uh, of Connor Burns, who has been out to a Utah Warriors game this year. Pretty cool. He's from the UK. Congratulations to the whole fam. That's awesome. Absolutely love to see it, Burnsy, and congratulations to your mom for uh, fighting that fight, for staying strong. And, you know, we all love our moms and want to see the best from them, so... To have mom there and smiling with his arm around her, what a special moment for Burnsy and his mom to share. And now, congratulations on being cancer-free. One of the star rookies in Major League Rugby into this last year. He had some spectacular moments. Ken, we, we finished with one of the real high notes, not to, as, as if that wasn't high enough. That was amazing, from Connor Burns. Clip and Lopes are doing work with Namibia, where he's from in Africa. They're playing in the Rugby African Cup. It's also the World Cup qualifiers. And uh, Namibia ranked 24th in the world in the quarterfinals. They beat Burkina Faso. I hadn't heard of this country until this moment. 71 to 5. They're playing in Marseille, France, by the way. Then today in the semifinals, they played Zimbabwe and won 34 19. So uh, it's a rematch of, the, of last year uh, against Kenya on Sunday for a spot in the World Cup. Cliven Lopes already played in the 2019 World Cup in Japan. They're looking to do it again in 23. You know, Kenya is a big physical team as well that obviously has some deep roots in the sevens program. Both of these teams stacked full of athletes. So great to see uh, Cliven healthy again. The legs look great playing for his national team. Congratulations to him and all the best in the finals, boys. Let's go. We had a couple try assists in the, uh, in the win the other day. So there you go. Okay, that'll do it for us. We're kind of on this every other week schedule. So stay with us. We'll keep you tuned in, plugged in to uh, what's going on with the Utah Warriors in the offseason. Like we talked about, there's a lot to talk about. We got the draft coming up in five weeks. We got USA and Chile. We uh, Chile. Uh, Chile. We got to talk about exactly. We got we got signings. We got eventually schedule uh, draft picks. I mean, there's a ton going on. So that'll do it for us. Like and share this episode of Dub Nation. Follow the Utah Warriors on social media. For Nate Curtis, our guy from Central Michigan, and Mason Benson and Billy, the producer, and Banksy. I am Jerem Jordan. Go Warriors. <laughs>